Chapter 11 of Mabel Ross, The Sewing Girl. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11 Unwelcome News One evening, Mabel was met on her return home with unlooked-for and unwelcome news. From Minnie, who was awaiting her, and Hilda together, she learned what neither alone appeared in condition to relate, namely, that Mrs. Lemming, whose health had for some time been failing, was, in obedience to the directions of her physician, about to leave for a visit to Europe, and was planning to put her niece and Minnie at a school in New York during her absence. "'Mrs. Lemming has been thinking of it for some time,' added Minnie to the hurried statement furnished by Hilda, "'but she never told me about it till today. She said I might come round and tell you and Hilda.' She will leave here for New York next week, and means to take Clara and me along with her, that she may see us comfortably entered at the school before she sails. Mabel was taken too completely by surprise to be prepared with a reply. She could only look her grieved astonishment, as poor Minnie, out of breath through agitation and hurry together, brought her story to a conclusion. Oh, tell me one thing, Mabel. Then said Minnie, Must I go? Is there no way to get off of this being sent from you and dear little Lily and Hilda? It doesn't seem to me I'm to go, Mabel. To think, there will be no chance for me to see any of you again till Mrs. Lemming comes back, and that mayn't be for months, for a year even. She's entering me and Clara for a whole year, for she read it so out of the letter she wrote today to the principal of the school. To think, Mabel, a whole year. Oh, how can I bear it? Tell me, tell me, Mabel, must I go? She had knelt at Mabel's feet and put her arms about her. Mabel gently returned the embrace. She was looking very pale, but was now quite composed. You must go, my darling Minnie she said. There is nothing for you to do, nothing for us all to do, but to bend to the will which is ordering these things. God's providence is arranging for us, and it is not for us to rebel. Were there a proper way for you to be spared this going, and for us to be spared the parting with you, I would turn to it. But there is none. Our dear mother left you to Mrs. Lemming, and Mrs. Lemming has acted kindly to you. She is acting kindly to you still, in providing for you a home during her absence, where the education she promised our dear mother for you will still be going on. She could leave me with you, Mabel, sobbed Minnie, for tears had overtaken her now. She could do that, as Hilda's been saying, and not let me be a burden to you neither. Yes, she's rich and could do it, put in Hilda warmly. It's what she ought to do. She could pay Minnie's board to you, Mabel, and leave money for her clothes, and then we'd all be together for a while, without loss to anyone. Yes, but there would be a loss, Hilda, a loss to Minnie of many months, perhaps, of schooling, and improvement in her studies is an important thing to her. No one can justly find fault with what Mrs. Lemming is planning, my dear girls. It is the best to be done under the circumstances, and we must strive to be content. 
The studies have nothing to do with Mrs. Lemming's calculations. I'll answer for it, said Hilda. What she's concerned about is leaving Minnie with her poor sewing-girl sisters. She's afraid all her trouble to make her a lady will be knocked over by vulgar examples set by her vulgar relations. Look how she's kept away from us herself, and how, but for poor Lily's accident, she'd have been keeping Minnie from us all this time. I tell you, Mabel, Mrs. Lemming's just of a piece with Cousin Algin, and the Barretts, and the rest of them, and yet you can't see it. Haven't you been saying all along that Mrs. Barrett would do us some kindness, if we'd only give her time? And here, it's two years, nearly, since we've been poor through her husband's means, and she's not so much as come to visit us. You're all the time thinking too well of people, Mabel, and I think it's a shame. If I were you, I'd fly right in the face of Mrs. Lemming and take poor Minnie away from her. Let her go to Europe if she likes and send her precious mischief-making Clara to the New York boarding school. But Minnie belongs to us, and she has no right to be dragging her hundreds of miles from Chicago. It is probable Hilda would have found a good deal of the same sort to say, only that, talking very fast, she was here, for want of breath, brought to a standstill. It is not kind, Hilda, to talk in this way and make Minnie more unhappy, said Mabel, finding she could now put in a word. Let us rather do what we can to content her with a change which is unavoidable. Get up, Minnie, dear, and sit beside me in your old way. Let us believe all these things are for the best, and meet them in the spirit our dear mother taught us was the right one, a reliance on him who directs all our ways. In this way, Mabel sought to reconcile her sisters to the separation which was before them, losing sight of her own distress in consideration of theirs. Meanwhile, little Lily was quite overlooked. When, at length, Mabel went up to her, she found she had been silently weeping. I don't want to cry, Mabel, dear, she said, as the latter gently wiped the tears from her cheeks, because I heard you say it was right and all for the best. But when I thought how happy it was for me that dear mother left me to you, and how poor Minnie was left to Mrs. Lemming, I pitied Minnie so much that I got started off when I didn't mean to. The thought of how much less happy, in this particular, Minnie was than herself, here started off little Lily again, and it was not without considerable trouble that Mabel succeeded in soothing her. End of chapter 11